Hello and welcome back to the sports bar with yours truly, Jihei Wiley. Guys, it's time to start our engines in mem memorial or remembrance of Memorial Day weekend, which was last week, for those that don't remember. Because um, I get it, it was a three-day holiday. Probably had a little fun. Hope you did. Um, we're going to play for you some interviews I took, or I had, sorry, took, had, whatever. Um, we're going to play for you some interviews, guys. I was very, very privileged to interview and talk to on the Arash Markazi show, the winner of the Indy 500, Mr. Joseph Newgarden. Yes, the circumstances were different and they were, you know, obviously not ideal. Three accidents in the Indy 500 were, <laughs> um, occurred, unfortunately, and they had to stop, uh, the driving, uh, multiple times, but a winner's a winner, chicken dinner, guys. So up next, we're going to have Joseph Newgarden. I'm going to have interviews also with Sheena Monk and Alex um, Paolo, who is amazing from Spain, also a Grand Prix winner, as well as Joseph Newgarden, who is also a Grand Prix winner, I believe last year, not this past one, but the year before that, he was a Long Beach Grand Prix winner. So guys, with no avail, no, with no more waiting here are those interviews on the sports bar with yours truly g hey wiley and a little bit from arash markazi i'm great great to be here thanks for having me thanks so much for coming on listen we have a lot of big events in southern california my favorites every year and i want to get your thoughts on this is the uh, grand prix of long beach and i'll tell you why because they they take over downtown long beach it's beautiful there right by the water you got the aquarium but you guys make it into such a fun event. You guys travel all over. Where does this race rank? Because we really don't have anything like it in Southern California. It's my favorite event, not just because of what you guys do, but it is so family friendly. The number of kids who go out there, the number of families who just have a great time. Talk about this event. Again, we'll talk about it some more, but coming up, it's April 14th to the 16th. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's up there on the bucket list. You know, if you if you want to go to a, a premier auto racing event, um, you can't beat the Grand Prix of Long Beach. You know, it's really uh, it is an event. It's a festival, if you will. Um, obviously, it's a it's a, you know, it's an auto race, but it's so much more than that. Nowadays, there's so many types of, of racing activities going on through the weekend. You've got drift that's there the weekend before and then also still on our weekends. Um, you've got historic cars, you've got sports cars, and then obviously the main event is IndyCar, um, which will run on Sunday, but it's, you know, it's the weekend of a April 14th through 16th, and for me, it's always been a race that if you have an opportunity to be in it, it's it's one of the ones you want to win because it's so historic. It's nearly 50 years old. It's going to be the 48th running this year, um, and it took me 11 years uh, to be able to win it. You know, I'd been there a long time, and it finished second multiple times and and finally to win last year was was such a huge deal so it ranks very high in the list uh to answer your question if you could talk about your journey uh what i love about your story is that your family your parents really supported that dream you had and sometimes people you know because now the sport is so much where you can watch a show on television on netflix or something like that and have that dream uh, you traveled a lot to make your dream come true talk about your journey because what i love about the race coming up i think a lot of kids are going to watch you on tv that they're going to come 
but they're, they're not going to know how to make their dream become a reality. Talk about your j journey to get to, to this point. Yeah, it was very challenging. You know, I, I was fortunate to grow up in a, in a household that was extremely supportive of, you know, my passions and my dreams. Um, I grew up with racing on TV. You know, that's where I was exposed to it. I watched racing with my dad. Um, he liked all sorts of racing. I mean, I, I saw everything, whether it was IndyCar or it was NASCAR, or it was Formula One or it was sports car racing. I, I was a fan of all of it. And I just wanted to be in the sport and involved in some way. And so I was very fortunate to be in a family that, that supported you know, trying to understand how to figure out and do that. So I started racing carts when I was 13. And, you know, it's a long backstory on, on, you know, how we got to this point. Um, but, you know, being, you know, being in a supportive household that, that, you know, believed that anything was possible if you worked hard at it, I think is, is really the key. You know, there's a lot of things in life that are, you know, fantastic to chase and do. And I think when you have a passion for something, that's really critical is to, to have the passion and the drive so that you can put in the work um, to try and realize the dream. Because at the end of the day, everything's going to take hard work and passion makes that a lot easier. So uh, if you're able to put those things together, regardless of what it is, then, then that's what's really going to get you where you want to go in life, I think, ultimately. And, and I was just fortunate to be around, you know, supportive people that allowed me to work hard and try and get to this place. Um, and I love it. I love being a part of racing. It's a great industry. It's, it's you know, it's so much fun. Um, it's such a challenge and to run races like this at Long Beach is, is really a dream come true for me. If you can also, we're, we're, I'm really excited about this six-part series coming up. There's going to be a premiere when you guys are here in Long Beach, 100 days to Indy. And what I love about this is that you guys have always done a great job with the fans, but it's the hardcore fans. Uh, I think a series like this, if you're a casual fan, if you're not a fan, if you watch this six-part series, you're going to be connected to either you or some of your competitors uh, touch on this series what can fans expect and again because of shows like this the fan base grows so much yeah i would agree i'm, I'm really excited that we're going to have this opportunity to showcase our sport and you're right i think it's going to really appeal to the casual fan someone that you know maybe find sports interesting or find sports personalities interesting but doesn't know anything about it especially a sport like indycar where, you know, it, it looks, you know, it looks fun. It looks interesting, but you just don't have a great, you know, peek into the window to understand what, what that sport's all about and what the personalities inside of it are really like. And this show will, will really showcase that. They will, you'll see, you know, what it's like to be an IndyCar, the challenges, you know, you talk about, we travel all the time. We really do. We're, we're, we're on the road, all sorts of races, all sorts of demands. And it's going to showcase that. And it's going to showcase the type of people that are in here. And, you know, the people that that work together and how they coexist and how they try and get to the top of this very challenging, um, you know, sport that we have. And so, yeah, when that airs, I'm, I'm really excited. Obviously, it kind of builds to the Indianapolis 500, which is kind of our Super Bowl, if you will. It happens in the month of May. Um, but the Long Beach Grand Prix is kind of a mini Super Bowl, and it's going to be part yeah. of that build to the Indy 500. So you're going to see you know, what that process is like to start the season, to go through Long Beach, and then to, to ultimately end up at the Indy 500. And I hope it's, you know, well-received um, and, and people are, you know, more invested because of it. All right, I'm here with Sheena Monk. Thank you so much, first of all, for your time. I know you are extremely busy, especially this time of the year. Um, I mean, just in any race in general. Um, wanted to talk to you about Let's first get dive into the fact that you are one of only a few handful of female drivers and what that means kind of in this male-dominated sport. Originally, when I got into the sport, I didn't 
put so much emphasis on that. Um, I was just somebody that was out there chasing their dreams and doing what they loved. And, you know, the, the magnitude and the significance of, you know, what I was part of eventually became evident. And, you know, so now I, I take that aspect uh, pretty seriously just to know that there's people looking up to you and, um, you know, that appreciate you kind of being a, a figurehead in the sport that isn't really widely female uh dominated so it's it's been a, a real privilege to to just be out there and and know that you're inspiring you know young young women older women um i got into this sport professionally pretty late i was 27 and so um i, I think that people look at that and they say okay maybe later in my life i can try something and um, pursue my dreams i mean that is a huge inspiration how have you been received um not only in this community um from day one but also you know maybe back at home or just like in general across the u.s and internationally i feel like it's a little bit more inclusive versus here it wouldn't be as much so i'm just i'm just wondering about that yeah, sure. I think in Europe, just in general, racing is um, uh, more widely known about. Um, but as far as my acceptance goes, I think, you know, from, from day one, I would say that uh, generally speaking, I've had pretty good experiences, you know, uh, within the paddock with other drivers, um, you know, from teams. And, and I think that, you know, you, you give respect and then you get respect. So, uh, I don't necessarily look at that as a gender issue. It's just, I think when you're a respectful competitor, um, you know, like I kind of knew coming in that, you know, I was a beginner and, and um, there was a lot for me to learn. And so I was willing to, you know, maybe fight people a little easier um, just because I didn't want to be the one that made mistakes and pushing people off the track when they were fighting for championships and I'm still trying to get my feet wet. And so I think it's, you know, it starts from being willing to, to give that kind of respect. And then, you know, down the road, people are like, okay, well, you know, you gave me some concessions while you were still in the learning phases. Um, maybe now I'm not quite so friendly or so giving, but um, yeah, I think in general, everybody's just been very accepting. Well, that's great to actually hear just obviously woman in broadcasting woman in you know a obviously dominated male male sport it's great it's great to hear um let's talk about the upcoming race um coming up that you will be competing in emsa um maybe speak on that how how much were you looking forward to coming here specifically to long beach just because i know that you are from pa and it's a little cold over there versus here it's not so much i mean it's windy right now but other than that um how does that track compare to other ones that you have um dealt with well so i am racing in the imsa WeatherTech sports car championship and this is my first season at this level so this was a step up for me so you know this is like me making it to the big leagues um so all the races so far have been very exciting but it's um pretty difficult with the amount of traffic because it's multi-class racing i have a little bit of multi-class experience in the past but normally i'm in the faster class and um now with me being in the gtd category it's actually the slowest class so i'm constantly dealing with um you know faster cars that are coming around us and it's just about finding a flow um around the racetrack and so you're not losing time as they come through um, but to be here for the acura grand prix of long beach it's very exciting this is my first street course experience so um, it's going to be a little bit challenging. You know, you got to get really close to the walls, but not too close. Um, <laughs> yes, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's just going to be, um, you know, I'm going to have to be pretty dialed in. I think it's going to be kind of intense. And again, it's it's just with that extra traffic that it becomes a bit more interesting. Um, if it was just other people in my class, it's probably a little bit easier to dip my toe into that water. 
Um, but, you know, you're constantly worrying about what's around you and who's kind of popping up out of nowhere just because the, the variance in speed is so great. So, you know, one second, there's nobody there, and then you look back in your mirror, and then somebody's there. I mean, I've been on that on that course, and it's just incredible that you're even doing what you're doing right now. I think just in general, the male-female does not matter. It's an incredible thing that, that you are doing. I want to talk about, um, before I let you go, because I know you have – places to go, people to see, cars to drive. Um, I, I wanted to talk to you about how you got started in this and what advice you can give to racers in general. Because I love the fact that you said what you said earlier, that it's not about gender, right? It's about you're good, you're bad, you're, you know, it's one or the other, right? Like respect is earned, etc. cetera. So um, I just want to um, ask you maybe what are the what can you like say to futuristic drivers out there that want to be in your spot? So I would say that the opportunities have been there in the past, but it wasn't necessarily widely known about, especially in the United States. So like my co-driver, Catherine Legg, she comes from England. And so I think, you know, as she was growing up, um, you know, kids are karting and motorsports is just more widely watched and accepted over there. Um, you know, back when she was younger, whereas when I was a kid, you know, we did have karting, but I just don't think it was, um, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't in America look at racing like we look at football or soccer or baseball or any of those, you know, conventional sports here. So I think now, like, there's some TV shows that have caused a, a growth um, and awareness for the sport, uh, which is positive. But I think, um, you know, I grew up go-karting and dirt biking recreationally because my father raced uh, motorcycles professionally. So, you know, it was always a fun thing and obviously a dream and a goal to turn pro, but it's kind of like, how do you do that? And so um, my path is very atypical in that sense because I, I ended up doing it later in life. But I think, you know, if there's a young you know, boy or girl that's interested in the sport, the best thing to do would just be to get them go-karting and um, doing that competitively, you know, like kids here are used to um, playing maybe some t-ball or, or yeah, some, like or, an organized sport or yeah, whatever, or, yeah. so, or some flag football. But you know, if if somebody shows a passion in motorsports at a young age, then karting is definitely the way to go. Oh, I love it. Well, sage wise advice here from Sheena Monk, guys. Thank you, uh, thank you so much for your time. Um, really appreciate it, especially I know that there's so much going on for you probably right now. So um, thank you for your time, guys. That's Sheena Monk. And anything that you would like to uh, to plug or no? Thank no? you, thank you for having us, and we no. hope to see the fans out and cheering on our number sixty six JG Wentworth Gradient Racing Acura NSX GT3 Evo twenty two. There's the plug, guys. Thank you so much, Sheena. Here was Alex Palo for the Acura Long Beach Grand Prix. Is it Ale or Alex? Do you have a preference? Alex, you have a preference. You have a beautiful accent, by the way. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I don't know if a lot of people comment on that or not. No. Um, some people here in US, but yeah, I mean, it is what it is uh, <laughs> yeah. from Spain. So yeah, it's normal for probably normal in Spain, right? Yeah. 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 Um, well, Alex, thank you again so much for taking the time. Um, I know you're extremely, extremely busy. I wanted to talk to you about first your start into racing. You started really, really young. You started at five with go-kart racing um, and none of your family is involved in, in this, right? So how did you get the motivation? How did you get the desire to want to do this? 
Yeah, I mean, I started when I was five, um, as you said, with go-karts. Um, as nobody in my family was uh, from motorsport, we didn't really start it as uh, wanting to be a professional race car driver. It was more just as a hobby, having fun during the weekends with my my mom, my dad, um, just doing some laps. And then everything got a bit serious. Um, did some races uh, around in my town, then did some races in Spain, uh, then in Europe, then the World Championship, and uh, suddenly we started moving, and now we're here. So super uh, happy. I think I've been super lucky to have the opportunity I have now. Um, and the motivation just comes from having a rental go-kart track in between my house and my school. So uh, as a kid, I would see uh, every day twice uh, some people doing laps there, and I guess I just wanted to try. So that's how we started. Oh, I love that story. I love the fact that you hung out with your family during that whole entire time too, right? Because family is just so important. Um, I wanted to skip over to your rookie season that you spent in Japan, which, first of all, talk about living in Japan. I'm half Korean, so I love, love, I love Japan. I know that sounds really controversial, but I love Japan. So how was your rookie season in Japan? Yeah, it was great. I did uh, two years in Japan. 2019, I was living there uh, the full year. It was before coming here into the U.S. Uh, doing IndyCar, but um, it was great. I love that uh, that country. It's really small. It's really busy. Uh, love the culture. Learn a lot. And yeah, it was it was a fun experience that I got. Uh, still travel there whenever I have time uh, to visit some friends that I did there. Um, and it will forever be one of my best experience I had. Um, not only professionally, but especially uh, personally, it was uh, really good times that I had there. Yeah. Um, God, I, I feel like we can talk just about Japan for a very long time with you, but I'm just going to move on because I know you don't have a lot of time. So um, you were the 2021 IndyCar Series champ. Um, can we talk about that a little bit? How was that experience for you? And also, I want to talk about your international um, you know, play as well, because this is such a wonderful sport, right? In, in the IndyCar racing is just a wonderful sport and it doesn't take you just, you know, to Spain, it takes you to Japan, it takes you to, you know, Indianapolis, it takes you all over the country, all over the world. So, um, I just wanted you to speak on a winning that, um, car series first and then be comparing everything else, um, internationally, international play. Yeah. I mean, as a racing driver, um, I was happy to just be part of, IndyCar, but once you are already a driver, you want to win, uh, and obviously winning the championship, it's um, it's the be best thing that you can achieve in IndyCar, a part of the Indy 500 as well, but super happy. It was my second year in, in IndyCar, um, which came, uh, let's say the championship came earlier than we expected, and as you said, motorsport, it's, it's beautiful. It took me not only to Spain, Europe, um, then to Asia, um, and now here in US, and not only like in one city or one uh, state, but racing uh, in different states um, all around US. So it's been uh, a great experience so far, and I'm, I'm still enjoying every single trip that I do. Uh, sometimes I get to spend some time uh, in the cities and um, and experiment a little bit more. Sometimes I don't really have time. It's only the race, the hotel, um, and the airport, and that's it. But it's a fun fun job for sure um and i feel really lucky to be uh to be here second to last question i swear um how would you compare the long beach grand prix to others and um how is your experience so far in long beach because i know this is not your first race here so yeah I, I would say it's our 
second uh, most important event in, in the calendar after the Indianapolis 500. We get an amazing uh, crowd, amazing atmosphere. The fans get really close to the drivers, to the cars, which I think they get uh, an amazing experience. And then for the drivers, this is one of the best street courses. Uh, really bumpy, really high speed, and it's really challenging to get the best lap time out of the car and out of the track. So super fun. Uh, it's one of my best. Uh, I have one of my best memories here uh, because I won the championship here. So obviously it's always going to be special. Um, and now it's it's time to try and win the race uh, the next the next weekend. So we'll we'll do our best. I think we have a good team around us, and yeah, it's going to be a great event for sure. Well, guys, that was Alex. Powell. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend, or sorry, next weekend. Um, I can't wait to I can't wait to see you win, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, hope everybody enjoys uh, doing the GP of Long Beach. Yeah. Is there anything that you want to promote or um, say or no? Other I love it, Alex Palo. Thank you. Well, guys, that's all she wrote for the sports bar for this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Keep tuned guys keep those radio dials on um or actually wherever you get your podcast dial on um for the sports bar don't forget to like follow subscribe all the good stuff we are on um we're on everywhere you get your podcast and i'm also everywhere you get your social social media soon we'll be on youtube guys i swear that's going to happen um i'm coming up with an announcement about that shortly um but that'll that'll be a TBD situation as well. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, don't forget to follow me on Instagram. I'm currently in Vegas right now and it is popping. So I gotta get back down to those casinos and those sports books so I can start losing my money. Hopefully making some money. <laughs> and uh yeah, guys, still give us a follow at that sports bar, T H A Sports Bar. Um and under Twitter it is sports bar gals because Twitter sucks and they wouldn't give me a different handle. I don't know why that sports bar isn't available, but whatever, whoever you are at me, I would love to switch um, Instagram hand or sorry, uh, Twitter handles. Uh, that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening again to the sports bar. Uh, we out. G. Hey, Wiley. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>